Hi, welcome to Now Tell Us. This is a program where guests come and tell us an interesting story, an inspiring story, an educative story. And uh, today we have a guest with us who is quite interesting. And um, she's going to tell us on how to think in goals and maybe much more than that. And I'm not going to take any one more minute but I'm going to introduce to the show Katie Chonakas. Welcome to the Hi. show, Katie. Hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Hi, you. Thank you? you. Good. Yes. Thank I, you. I got you thinking. I got you thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for an impactful episode. Thank you. Yes. So here at Now Tell Us, we would like to know uh, much more about you. So maybe from where you were born, how you grew up, in brief, uh, the show is sure. yours. Now tell us. Sure, sure. My pleasure. Thank you for the person uh, listening and tuning in. I appreciate you being here and um, hearing some of my story. Uh, so um, I was raised in Michigan. My um, my father, his mom and dad um, came over from the old country. Hmm. I think we have an issue with the network. Oh, it's saying it's restoring connection. Is that good? No, we are back. Okay. Okay, cool. So uh, my parents came, uh, my grandparents came over from the old country and my mom and dad met very young and they were basically kids having kids and they were doing the American dream and they were working 40 hours a week full time providing for the family, which I have uh, three siblings. So my mom and dad had uh, one big Greek family with four kids. And so I grew up very independent. And my dad was a cross-country runner. And he turned me on to cross-country running, which gave me the mindset of short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. And what you do as an individual affects the whole. And we can dive into that, um, the psychology of goals, which is um, really exciting because I love talking and sharing about that. Um, you know, with people and how it's really formulized my life. And when I was a kid, I didn't realize I was in the school of life and it was sports. Being an athlete was preparing me for quote unquote, the real world, but it mm -hmm. so did through sports. So, you know, God willing, when I have children, when it's, if, and when, if it's meant to be, I think it's really important for the youth, um, to have that strong foundation, even if they go Olympian pro or not, but to have mm -hmm. that core foundation as a youngster to to prepare you for, you know, this big, beautiful world. So mm -hmm. um, in addition, um, I was around a lot of Greek literature, you know, language and, um, you know, in the church and, and icons and saints and Greek mythology and goddesses and gods and, you know, uh, philosophers and Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. So I had this literature and mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of space since my parents were working, you know, mm -hmm. full time after school, after cross country, I had independent space to explore, you know, to get in trouble, but to also, um, you know, discover and listen to that little voice within, which was ancient wisdom that has guided me through my life thus far. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Now, looking at your profile, I discovered that you are a, an actor and you've been on TV, on film, and you've actually worked together with Antonio Badaras. That's how you say it. Al Pacino, Nicolas Cage, Morgan Freeman. Now, this is interesting. Tell us a bit more about that. 
Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, just cutting to the, you know, to the to the core of it, um, mm -hmm. there was a lot of preparation that happened for me to be in those positions, you know, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of uh, shots that I took that just missed the mark or, you know, it wasn't, you know, the right fit or right opportunity. But when those moments came, you know, and those grand moments came, you know, th there were probably 99 other moments that, you know, aren't on the resume <laughs> that, that people don't hear or see about. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of uh, faith and prayer um, a lot of showing up, a lot of work to make those things happen. And when they happen, you know, I'm on set and everything's very professional and, you know, there could be 30 people on set or hundreds of people on set and, you know, I'm signing contracts and I'm on set and I'm doing the work. And then I might, it might come out a few weeks later on TV or the film, maybe you don't see it till a year later or you don't know when it's coming out. It's an independent film. So it's never the same. It's always changing. It's always different. And I guess that's one of the things I love about life and entertainment is the um, expectations of the unknown, you know, mm -hmm. um, but but I definitely had some amazing moments, you know, like I remember working with Morgan Freeman and Bulgaria and, and Sophia and they had um, studios there. They probably still do have studios there. I haven't been there in a while, but, you know, just just knowing him from what everyone may know about him and just, you know, seeing the essence of him. It's just it was just great as an actor, as a human, just to have a bird's eye view and just observe his essence, his mm -hmm. presence of who he was and just being great, like soaking up this energy, right? Just mm -hmm. soaking up this energy, just art. And then, and then just having this collective energy to know, like it was a moment in time that I can mm -hmm. always like in the moment appreciate, but now reflect and look and, you know, remember those and, and pay homage and honor those moments. So I kind of done that with Nicolas Cage, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Jessica Simpson, like Pink, um, Jennifer Lopez, like, you know, um, Ariana Grande, Rita Ora, all these, you know, amazing people that I've been able to be in the presence of and, and work with. Um, mm. It's just it's just such an honor, you know, especially Jennifer Aniston because she's Greek and I'm Greek. So that was really cool. I did an Emirates commercial with her and um, and uh, I met her hairstylist, Chris McMillan, and um, his assistant at the time, um, Peter Lambden was there. And, you know, he did that famous Rachel the Bob. And I remember mm -hmm. when they had their like 20 year anniversary of, of friends of the Bob. And and I'm like, oh, my God, like he did my hair, you know, and and then they invited me into the hair salon, Chris McMillan hair salon. And I went in there after and I had Peter Lambden uh, do my hair a couple times. So it's mm. it, and then you hear stories, you know, um, and Chris McMillan was telling me how, you know, Jen Atkin, who is amazing and such a great soul and being she's from Utah and she's gone off to do amazing things in the hair world with her career and life. And just to be able to like sow seeds and and watch people bloom has just been a grand, beautiful experience for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, but he was telling me how he gave her her first job as, a, as an assistant, like answering phones, like when she was 18. And then mm -hmm. she went off to like, you know, do all these great things, Jen Atkin. And so it's a, it's cool when you hear the, these stories, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So those which are some of the- your, Which has been your best moment? I mean, I mean, like, uh, okay, you can give us a title of a movie or a, or, or a commercial or a, whatever, what has been your best so far that you you sit down and wonder, oh, did I just do that? Mm. 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 
um, mm, wow. Okay. The more I meditate, one came up, then two came up, then three came up, but like I'll just, um, I mean, one that comes up was, um, you know, pink, um, like her second biggest song is who knew, mm -hmm. but sober and who knew, I think those are her biggest songs, but I was the lead in that music video. Who knew? And Samuel bear was the director and he, is or was a legend in music video, like doing Teen Spirit Nirvana and like um, Zombie by the Cranberries. And so like I was working with him and that was so cool and so legendary because I love those songs growing up. Mm -hmm. And then after that music video, he went on to shoot his first feature film. And so when he was directing me, it, it was like we were shooting a film. It was a two day music video, but it feels like a short film. So if anyone who watches Pink Who Knew will see what I'm talking about. And so I reflect on that. And that's really exciting because like I love music and I do play and do music. So so that's that was really special to my heart of Nirvana, you know, Kurt Cobain. And and then the other thing, one another one that comes up is Werner Herzog, like ranked top 35 filmmaker in the world. And mm -hmm. and when I booked the role on the Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, he wanted to personally call me and invite me to go to Louisiana to play the movie. He didn't have to. Mm -hmm. I've been booked on other projects and it's just great. Gratefully, I love talking to my agents and, you know, booking projects, you know, from my team. But to have the director call me like want to call me. I was doing Streets of Blood uh, on another movie with Val Kilmer, 50 Cent and Sharon Stone. I was, it was mm -hmm. in Shreveport doing a movie. And the producer called me like, um, they knew I was wrapping off set, going to my hotel and he wanted to call me. And I had, I hear his accent and his voice and the way he spoke. And I was just standing, you know, on my bedside by the end table on the hotel phone in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I just felt like, Joan Crawford, my jaw just dropped. And I'm just like, I would be honored <laughs> mm -hmm. to come to Louisiana to work with you and Nicolas Cage. Yes, yes, yes. And so those were some pretty prolific moments. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you uh, have been, or you grew up in sports, loving sports, doing sports, you're in movie and you love, you love music. What else do you do? What, what else do you do on a big scale like these two? Uh, I'm in you Web3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a I'm a painter. I'm I'm a poet. Um, I doodle. Uh, I work in Web3 on the blockchain um, with NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So uh, I'm a female um, identifying uh, person in the space. Uh, I've been involved in blockchain and NFT since uh, 2018. So mm -hmm. a lot of the short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals of who I am, I pivoted and shifted all of my attention from you know web two and all my artistry into web three and i lead with mental health and sharing and paving the way for others you know for the psychology of life you know um not in a very gated way or a gatekeeping way very closed-minded way i've always been open and i feel like a lot of people are pivoting and shifting into that mind frame which is super healthy and abundant for all so mm -hmm. we can hold hands and do it together, you know, instead of feeling isolated and alone and shamed and blamed and um, feeling like we have to do everything our own and insecure about sharing our weakest link. And I'm like, no, let me tell you my weakest link. So, mm -hmm. you know, someone can pick it up and help me and say, hey, let me take that off your back 
so I can focus on what's light for me, what's exciting for me. And let me find out like your weakest link. And so I can nourish and water that for you. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, I think that's like really beautiful and, and healthy. And I've always, I've always been that way. So um, in web three, I feel like I really connect with more people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, it does. It does. That's very wonderful. Okay. Now tell us, all about goals a short term medium and long term how to go Perfect. about it how should we think about it and how should we achieve using those uh, thinking methods yeah uh, a few things a few things stop me ask questions will just be, i'll just kind of jump spring so the most important thing is two things right now is i ha- i call it an 80 20 rule right mm-hmm. Um, that I, I've had coaches my whole life. And when I coach myself, and then when I uh, industry coach for others, it's an 80-20. So you may see me and say, Oh, my God, you have so much energy, like you have so much energy. So yes, you do. You do. See? <laughs> but instead of 100% at, at, my, at my 80, or at your 80, we're all different with our energy. And we're all different from our boundaries, and things of that nature. So when, when I get to my 80, I check in and I'm just like, okay, how am I feeling right now? And if I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'll just be like, I'm done and I'll just stop whatever. And, or I'll have to reschedule or cancel or just say, if I'm somewhere, thank you for the opportunity. It's been amazing. I need to leave now, Um, you know, graciously. And that's it. And if someone's like, oh, can you just stay a little longer? And I'm just like, this is my hundred. Like, um, I did what I could do. I said I would be here till five. I'm here till five. I have to go. However, if it becomes five o'clock and I'm at, I'm checking in with my 80, but I feel excited, I have more energy and I want to stay longer. And maybe there aren't priorities later the next day. I may be like, you know what? Yeah, I can stay, you know, for a bit longer, maybe five thirty, six o'clock, or maybe I can gift five to 10% of my energy more. Not that you're speaking in those terms to people. I'm speaking in terms of that to myself. Okay, mm-hmm. this is great. Maybe I can stay on for another 10 minutes or maybe I can stay on for, so I'm going to be like, because I'm feeling revitalized. I'm feeling, okay, I can go p- past my hundred, which is my 80, right? Uh, or not. So I always want to check in at 80 as if that's my hundred. So mm-hmm. I don't feel that burn out. So I don't uh, overfill my cup with exhaustion and, um, and then um, not honor myself. And then I can't do my best work or things of that nature, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I like to leave the 20% clear. So it doesn't matter if it's lighting candles, taking a bath, crying, reading, calling someone, sitting in solitude, taking a walk, like no matter what it is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. screaming, dancing, taking a bike ride. Just, I always feel it's important when doing something to always leave that 20% for self, even if there's nothing there, just leave space for nothing. And in that nothingness, when we can definitely empty our vessels and mm-hmm. have space for the nothingness, allow it to deteriorate and flow like the ocean and like a cloud pass in a way and just hold that space for self for the undiscovered. So, so we can discover what may come up, even mm-hmm. if it's nothing, but just mm-hmm. allowing that space for silence and solitude, right? Mm, yeah. To connect with self at a core level mm-hmm. to, you know, realign our neurotransmitters are, you know, to realign to homeostasis, to be balanced, to empty our vessel, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. So that's that's one thing. And then the other thing is, um, for example, um, I have a poetry book called A Lover's Fairy Tale. And okay. so so what happened was my birthday was coming up 11-11. And normally I'm like, where's one place in the world that I want to go that I haven't been? Right. And I'm a kid in a candy store and I've always been very adventurous and I just go. I just make the choice. I take the intuitive hit and I just do it. Everything else will fall into place. Everything else after that excitement is, is negative thoughts. You talking yourself out of what you want to do. Uh, FOMO, fear, all that. Fear of missing out. Fear of all these things. Analytical, judging yourself, trying to plan it. No. Mm -hmm. Listen to the intuitive hit. Run with that. So, it was in, you know, it was with what's happening in the world. I wasn't traveling a lot. So I pivoted the quality of the question mm -hmm. instead of where in the, where's one place that I want to go to that I haven't been. I said, what's one thing that I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to be a published poet. And, you know, I've had articles published on a Huffington post, thrive global things of that nature. But, I didn't have all those beautiful books that you have. Like I didn't have my own physical book. And I thought like, oh, I would have like many, multiple books by now. Right. And yeah. I didn't. So, so for my birthday as a gift to myself, I said, I'm going to become a published author. That's the gift to myself. Mm -hmm. And so for what I did then, that was the choice. So first is making a commitment, a choice, playing with curiosity of what we want to do and not putting a label on it, but just getting that intuitive hit of this is what I wanted to do. And this mm -hmm. is what I've always wanted to do. And so since I made that choice, that thought, that commitment, and it excited me, I followed the excitement. I followed the excitement. And then the next thing was I gave myself a hard stop, a target. I mm -hmm. gave myself a hard stop. And within that hard stop, I gifted myself. I thought, you know, with doing everything that's, you know, calculating in my mind, researching this and this and that three months, I gave myself three months. Okay. And then I, and then, uh, and then soon after I started doing the research, I started learning about book formatting and this and this and the images that I wanted to go with it and the, the font and all the details for a book. And then while I was doing that research and looking up other poets who are kind of similar to me and discovering and having a playful, fun time with that and reading poetry and exploring poetry and literature and things of that later um, nature and collecting it, I realized, wow, in three months while I was on that journey, it's going to be spring and World Poetry Day is March 21st. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, there's my date. I didn't have a date. I had a hard stop of three months. And naturally, three months would have been around, um, around you know, World Poetry Day. So I'm like, World Poetry Day, which happens to be my parents' anniversary too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, World Poetry Day, March 21st, that's the targeted date. And everything to then was just like sewing up, sewing, sewing, and you know, working with the, the book formatter and getting the approval from the photographer that I could use the images um, and the back and forth with the formatting and getting it exactly how I wanted and testing it through uh, Amazon and KDB publishing. Mm -hmm. And I became a self-published poet. And so that's a great example, I feel, of short-term, medium-term and long-term goals and having the idea and then following through with it no matter what. It, now I look back, at that book mm -hmm. and there are a, a couple of typos but guess what 
It's okay. Start messy. Don't have the imposter syndrome. Start mm -hmm. messy. Show up. Do your best. And guess what? I'm on to the next book. I'm going to go. And now I know what it's like. And while I was doing the first book, I already put together the second book. Although mm -hmm. I haven't published it yet, I already started putting it together. And so now I'm excited to make. But the thing is, the number one thing is making a hard stop. Because I didn't make a hard stop for the second book, I haven't published it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're saying good because there are those people who are always waiting for that perfect day to get started on a project, on an idea that they have in mind. But when you came to that decision that, yes, I've got to get started on something that I have not done and I'm going to give myself and you just went into action. Now, the, the other dates were coming where you're already already in the process. And, and, and that's, I mean, someone say that once you step in, the universe opens doors that you could not, not have imagined. And I guess that's what happened to you. 1,000%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my motto in life is since I was a kid, I had this rectangular orange sticker with black font with the swoosh. Just do it. Nike, I'm mm -hmm. Greek. Victorious mm -hmm. people, Nikki, it's a Greek rooted word to win. Just okay. do it. If we go around getting validation and asking everyone about it, we're going to listen to everyone else's thoughts. Mm -hmm. But if you just go within and do what you want to do, knowing and understanding your moral compass, your values, and your within your own integrity. And even if you don't, because I question that for a while and finding my own moral compass of my integrity of not feeling shame and blamed of how something should look or how something should be. Because when we come into the world, we're, we're told a story. We're told how it should be. And we're, and then we believe it to be true, but yeah. that's someone else's story that we bought into that. We trusted that someone that loved us, that someone that told, told them that someone that loved them. And so it's generational, right? But mm -hmm. having a blank canvas and creating our own story and putting what we want thus far onto that canvas with intuition by, you know, first and foremost, with our own prayer, our own integrity, putting it onto the canvas, we can always take it off, but let's put it on. And then we can look at what other people have told us and the bags we have piled up of what we, what we were taught and say, Hey, I want to take this out of this bag. I want to take this out of this and I'm going to put that onto the canvas, but the rest of the stuff, I'm going to recycle it. Thank mm -hmm. you. But those don't serve me. It's okay. No mm -hmm. shaming or blaming it. It's just not for me. And sometimes we need to move in silence and not communicate because other people, it'll hurt their feelings. And we don't want to mm -hmm. hurt other people's feelings because when we hurt other people's feelings, they feel unloved and we all just want to be loved. And when we hurt other people's feelings, you know, then then we, we hurt our feelings because then we're hurting someone and we don't want to hurt someone and we don't want to hurt ourselves. But sometimes we can just move away with it and just focus on one thing because we only can focus on one thing at a time. So yeah. we just take those feelings and just pivot it to something we want to focus on, then give that our attention. So if there's a hundred percent of something, if we're focusing on that 1% or 5% of the people that don't approve on the what ifs that I heard from other people, if we focus that, which are minds, you know, we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts, according to Dr. Joe Dispenza, we can go on a cycle and just think about obsessively that 1% of that 5% and it dilutes and takes all the energy away from the other 95%, 99% that we could be focusing on. So mm -hmm. let's, let's like take the unconscious, right? 
-hmm. and be conscious and dictate direct where our attention and energy is going. And when we need and want to do something, a lot of times I don't tell people, I just do it. Like you said earlier in action, Mm -hmm. I just take action and I do it because I, I know me and I know I'm being protected, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know I've learned what I learned and I know I'm grateful for what's been taught to me thus far. And I realize I'm a sovereign being and this is my life and I Mm. get to do what I want to do. And Mm. no one, not even myself can judge me. Mm. Beautiful. And now since we've had all the accomplishments that you've made in uh, every area that you've talked to, uh, to us about, but then you mentioned There is only now, recently, it's not even one year since you became an author. That means there's too much, Mm. if I got it right, there's too much ahead of you. Uh, What is, what else do you have in mind that you could do in the next, in the near future? Oh, I mean, we just got great news. I'm on season four of my popular podcast called She's All Over the Place. We have over 80 episodes. Uh, As of last week, we're top 1.5% of all podcasts globally out of uh, almost 3 million podcasts. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm an independent podcaster. I grew up from the ground up. I hold space. I'm doing a women empowerment series right now. So I'm really excited about that. Um, my goal is to be a household name on TV and in film. Now I've, mm. uh, you know, worked in it. I've done a lot of other things, but now I want to be consistent as a household name. And uh, I do voiceovers every day for my work. I do video games, commercials, animations, and TV and film. So I want to be a household name in an animation series, Blood of Zeus. You know, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I want to be a series regular on Blood of Zeus. That would be a great goal for me. Whoa. And there's no limit to what you can achieve. Someone was saying that the sky is the limit. And then we came to discover that there is actually nothing tangible called a sky. So there is no limit up there. <laughs> Limitless. Yeah. So you, you keep going. And with the energy that you we see in you, we know that you are going to do wonders in the near future. And you're still young, by the way. You're still young. So as we can tell, so the world is ahead of you and go and explore it and become the best that you can be. And it's possible for you. Same thing for you, Anthony. I wish the same thing for you and for the person tuning in. My friend earlier um, said uh, on a Twitter, on a tweet, she said, um, you're never too old to start your dreams. And I retweeted it and Mm. she's right. You're, You're never too old to start your dreams. If people think, oh, I'm too old, it's what someone taught them. It's what mm. they're conditioned that they're by a certain age, they're supposed to do something, you know, mm. but it's not true. It was, it's a lie. We've been lied to. Um, every day is a gift. We mm. are here as independent people yeah. and every single day is a gift. And that's the beautiful thing about life. There's so much to discover. So when you're interested, you're interesting. And when we mm. take one step, we can take the next step. But most people, a lot of people ruminate and they watch, they numb themselves with the TV. I don't watch TV. I Mm -hmm. haven't watched TV and I can't even tell you. I I only stream when I want to watch a film or a TV show. I -hmm. sit down and I binge and I watch it and I'm done. I don't, I don't, I don't watch the news. It's just the same stuff over and over. I don't pull it's, it's quantum detoxification. It's toxicity. 
Yeah. The language, the word, the power of the word, the, mm -hmm. the Bible, the word, uh, the power of the word, literature, the sound, the vibration of who is listening and tuning in, who is seeing me, who is watching us right now. It's a responsibility of what we say. And it goes into the soul and spirit on a cellular level of another human being. We're mm -hmm. human beings. And it's, you know, it's so I like to share my words of light, love and positivity with compassion and grace, you know, no matter what has happened in life, and because it's a choice to show up. It's a choice to practice. It's a choice to be living. And we are here on this planet to live, period. Mm, exactly, exactly. And uh, again, when I remember some book that I read is uh, known as The Sounds of Getting Rich by Walter. You read that? Wallace D. Waddles, I read yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, there's so much that we can share together because uh, even before I go to that, I also don't watch TV. I don't watch the news and I, because I need to have the control of what I'm getting into me. It's not what they are going to give into me, but what I'm getting into me. And uh, one of the things that we should always do as we are seeing here is that we should always uh, read much and get into us something that is going to build our thinking, our mind, and uh, even what we do physically is going to be affected by the mind because everything starts from the mind. Now, where I was going uh, in talking about the science of getting rich, says that the biggest uh, gold mine in the world has never been discovered, which is true. I mean, every single day they are saying they've discovered a gold mine somewhere. So it means there's still some big chunk of gold that has not been discovered. And this is why infinite. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's it's, it's infinite. Yeah, it is infinite. infinite. And uh -huh. it is there. It's that's that's the miracle of life. Mm -hmm. The unexpected and the unknown. Yeah. What's done is done. What we know is from what people has collectively said. Mm -hmm. However, podcasting, we can demystify and we can honor what was, but then we can create an opportunity to break down the old. We can mold and create the new this yeah. is all new energy you're you have your history your ancestors or who you are where you come from and your collective knowledge that you bring today and mm -hmm. i the same and then we make an impact and we share even if it's just you and me on this podcast right now we yeah. are connected and it's an exchange of energy and i will take it along with me where i go and i hope you will as well and that's the part about the exchange of energy and making an impact to shape shift because we're going to continue on our journeys of life, mm. whether people understand that or not. But I love how you were saying, like, you know, with the Wallace D. Waddles, the science of getting rich, I listened to it on audio. I listen to a lot of audiobooks for people out there who, you know, some people can't read, some people have ADHD, some sometimes it's hard to read or books can be expensive. But, um, you know, in America, there's Overdrive, it's an app, Overdrive. Mm. And you can download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free with the library card. It takes 30 seconds. And I, a lot of times, because with scripts, you know, I'm reading over 100 page scripts, or if I'm reading a lot, and just me, I'm a visual, sensorial person, I like to just tune in, take a bath, you know, be on the bed, just listen to a podcast, listen to audiobooks. I listen mm -hmm. 
on YouTube to a lot of audiobooks for free. I listen to the signs of getting rich on audio for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so pe- there's whoever's having an excuse of, you know, th- I just hacked that for you. Hack. Mm-hmm. If something is stopping you, it's called a hack. Just go around it, cut through it and move on. Anything yeah. that keeps coming up, write down all the reasons why one can't and then go around it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And hack it, pivot and shift it. Yeah. And another hack is that if anything, if something takes me 10 minutes or less, I do it right then and there or else the pile will be like over 500. So mm-hmm. anything that take ever since I was a kid, I don't know where I learned this, but anything that takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes or less, I do it right then and there. You don't, then there's for, a, you don't wait for the next minute. You just do it now and finish with it. Yeah. The short term goal. Yeah. Because there's just, just going to be this irritation that just keeps coming up. I'm going to get this irritation that it just, it's, it, it's just, it's like getting a shock in my body. It's like mm-hmm. irritating. And I, I don't want to keep creating that and then create those bad fibers in my body. I'm so mm-hmm. sensitive. I feel that, you know, and then we, we numb ourselves, you know, like with the TV, we numb ourselves out. So yeah. we don't have to deal with the truth, not our truth, not someone else's truth, but you know, there's, there's the universal truth, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of us are stopped from the egoic mind of what we think our truth or someone else's truth is. But when we actually show up to deal with it, we're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. It was just all in my mind. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So we really appreciate your presence here and what you've shared with us and uh, reminded us that we should uh, think in goals, short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals, and just do it. And uh, I mean, we, we, we like the energy that you have, and we would like to have that energy. <laughs> I'll come back on any time. Yeah. So before you come back, where can people get you? Uh, tell oh, us yeah. how, how they can find you. Yeah, my website, chinakis.com. Mm-hmm. Just, it's my last name, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. Uh, chinakis.com is my website and everything's there. Uh, how to get in contact with me, all the projects I've done, everything I'm up to and um, all my social media handles and everything. I'm on all the platforms. Yeah, and uh, if you would like to remind the listener or the viewer, what to, could he or she be expecting once they come to you that maybe you can get get on running like uh personal coaching and podcast, what, what, what would you be interested for them coming after you or to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, just uh, the podcast. She's all over the place. Podcast. There's over 80 uh, episodes. They they're very valuable content, uh, entertaining. I have great guests on. Um, so I just like to add value and hack so I can share my experience. Not that it's right or wrong, but just mm-hmm. what I've experienced thus far. And hey, if, if something took me five years, but now with, you know, being in 2022, it takes you five days or five hours. Cool. I want to be, you know, in service and a beacon of light to pave the way for others, because I know what it's like feeling isolated and alone and not having mentors and people to help me and look up to me in certain ways that I thought that I needed and wanted. And mm-hmm. so I hope I could be that for others. Beautiful. Thank you very oh, much. But if people want to support me, I mean, I have, I have merch on my store. So in oh. the store, I have merch. Yeah. I mean, I have merch, like coffee mugs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, T-shirts, like a bunch of cool, um, fun merch lines. So definitely support by getting some merch and wearing it around and tagging it on social media and things like that. That'd be fun. 
Oh, beautiful. So we are going to tag your website and they are going okay. to hop onto your website and they will get to have a look there and they will decide what they want to follow up with. <laughs> yeah, and maybe your book club, you'll have some some mugs from my poetry book, A Lover's Fairy Tale. Mm -hmm. I That's have beautiful. mugs, like, you know, poetry and coffee. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, wonderful. And uh, we are coming to the end of the show. What would you tell us your last parting shot, as we would say? Mm, yeah, uh, two quick things. Uh, one, just do it. We've talked about that. And two, uh, Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S, she's a mystic intuitive. She has a TED Talk on YouTube. It's called Choices, The Power of the Choice. I would definitely watch it. You know, people think our macro choices, people think... People think breaking up with someone, moving is a macro choice, is a big choice. Actually, it's micro. Um, the, the, the macro choices is something so small, if I'm going to take a drink of water or mm -hmm. if I'm going to, what time I'm going to wake up. Those small choices throughout our day that we think are so small, those mm -hmm. are the macro choices. But she, her voice is beautiful. She has so many books on Overdrive and she is the voice of them. So um, she's amazing. Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S. -S. I, I would check out her uh, TED Talk on YouTube. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. We appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate you being on our podcast. Thank you very much. And uh, to the viewers too, uh, let's keep on moving. Let's keep on... Uh, being inspired and doing things let's do it let's thank do you. it love that let's just do it, it. love it let's in spirit it. inspired thank you anthony thank you so much okay thank you katie yeah. definitely right. Bye. Yeah.